This is Moonshine and Music with Joe Shelton. Wait a minute, that's me. Anyway, we're going to bring you some inspiring songwriters, musicians, and maybe some side challenges and other stuff around the music industry. So stick with us right now, because the show is coming your way. Woo! Moonshine and Music starts right now. Welcome to Moonshine and Music. We've got the Dead Squirrels on here. Not like actual Dead Squirrels, but like the rock band, the Dead Squirrels. <laughs> uh, so how are you guys today? We're great. How are you? Introduce yourselves and your instruments so that the, the teeming masses will know every one of you. I'm Jamie. I play drums. I'm Jim Streisel, and I play uh, rhythm guitar and lead vocals. And I'm Donnie Coyle. I play uh, lead guitar, uh, harmonica, vocals. Yeah, that's about it. Used to play Sound violin guy. back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> I still could if you guys want me to. He's also the sound guy. He's our. I'm also the sound mm -hmm. guy. Yeah, and, and the band manager. So yeah, <laughs> basically the Dead Squirrels is me. Right. It is. <laughs> I think. Well, <laughs> no, it's not no true. egos going not, on. Not, not true. It's a team effort. Yeah, it is a team effort. <laughs> but Donnie tells us what effort we uh, need to put in. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I like to remind them all the time. <laughs> well, that's good. It's good to be kept in your place. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Behind the drum set playing. Yes. <laughs> so do you guys all hail from Indianapolis originally, or are you from out outliers? Where are you guys from? Uh, this guy's from Ohio. You're from Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I'm from Indiana. Yeah, but so. we all kind of met up on the north side of Indy together. So Yeah, yeah how did how did you, you guys come together? It was actually Donnie and I that started this yeah. years and years and years ago. Our wives are, are good friends and uh, met Donnie through his wife and... Um, was at his house one day and we saw, lived in the same neighborhood. We lived in the same time, neighborhood, so. and I saw that he had a guitar on the wall, and I hadn't played my guitar since high school. So I said, uh, "Hey, Donnie, do you mind if I play your guitar?" And I pulled the guitar off the shelf, played a couple songs that I remembered, and Donnie said, "That was really great." You know, there have been some wonderful songs that have been written since 1985. So <laughs> I looked at it as a challenge, and then the two of us got together and uh, and started so doing some started songs doing together. Open mics, open and mics. then uh, mm -hmm. uh, later down the road, Jamie got involved with us. Because of an open mic, Colo Bell. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Sure. Oh wow! Which Shout one? out to Colo. Which, which Colo? We were at uh, uh, Claude, Nanny. Claude Nannies. Claude Nannies. Claude Nannies. Yeah, I mean Colo is kind of a, a open mic legend. He is. You know? Oh, absolutely. And then uh, Jamie played with us for for a couple of years, and then you did a little side project, and then found your way back to us a couple years ago. Back, I kind of <laughs> guys, please let me back in. <laughs> what was the side project? I was a band that I started called Moxie. Oh, Moxie. That is. A side project. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can get into the depths of that story uh, if you want. But um, the um, so um, did you guys play in bands like ever growing up, or was this an adulthood kind of thing? It was no, yeah. for me. It was totally an adulthood thing. I used to do you know choir, show choir, musicals when I was in high school, and I learned to play guitar to meet girls and then I met my wife and we've been married going on 23 years so no I never did any bands or anything like that so it must have worked the one time and then it was done it's like this works and yeah, no, same for me I was just strumming and humming for many many years and then we did when we did decide that we were going to make a go of this I'm like well we don't really need two people strumming guitars we need a lead guitarist so uh, good old YouTube. <laughs> yeah, Donnie learned lead guitar through YouTube, which I think is an amazing story. The first, uh, the, <laughs> the first, uh, the first uh, 
probably year wasn't wasn't spectacular. We made it. But you, Jamie, have been in a lot of different bands. I have since the age of 14. I've been in more bands than I can count. What was the first one called? Uh, we were called Bleak. Oh, was the outlook bleak for? No, it was just for, a bunch of friends like getting together. <laughs> and of course, this was like mid '90s, so we were playing everything from that era. So it was like Smashing Pumpkins and Offspring and anything that kind of came across our way. And Garth Brooks. No, not so much Garth. I'm into that now, but not. He, but he not was then. the biggest artist of the mid Did you spell Bleak in a cool rock and roll band way, like B L E with a, a line over the top K? No, it was you like it was this weird little symbol, but it was really cool. And it's one of those few things I wish I had was the original drum head, because one of our our friend's moms painted it. Oh, nice. And it's one of those like I don't know what happened to it. And I don't think you oh, have room on your wall for another drum head. I'm no, just that's saying. True. There's always room for more. Than <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> Fair enough. There's always room on my wall for another guitar. So. <laughs> yeah, <I> exactly. Mean, <laughs> unless your wife thinks there isn't room for another one. Yeah, I mean that's something we that ne- I negotiate with my wife. So there's a nego- how's the negotiation usually? Work? Uh, it usually works out in my favor eventually. <laughs> eventually. I think it usually is a guitar shows up. She doesn't know about it until no, months no, later. No. And, and then it goes. Oh, that, that was new? always here. Yeah. yeah. No, I learned my lesson. Here. I only did that one time, and it was uh, there was a bit of a miscommunication because I thought I heard her say you could go get a new guitar, so I went and got a new guitar. Uh, <laughs> say go with it. And then when I showed up with it, the, yeah, that was. Uh, it's not a good day for me, but thought, it, it all worked out in the end. I thought, I, thought her, I thought I heard her say, that's the best part. That's how, that's how all, all great stories yeah, start with it is. You know, You know how it is. I mean, I, maybe you don't know how it is, but you know, when you've been married for a while and you, you tend to think you hear things and then you don't hear other things that they swear they told you. So. And that goes both ways. But, you know. Or if you don't think that they said that, you, you, you pretend they said it anyway. I know that's never. And then I just don't. I mean, yourself maybe that's, that's how. You, maybe said. that's how you manage your marriage. Sure, but, uh, twenty-three years. It's been great. So you guys are both married, and you. I'm definitely married. How yeah. long are you at the twenty-three year thing going? Like nope. these guys, uh, we are no, at a year and a half. We're mm-hmm. close to two years. Ah, okay. Very, so very lucky. You got to listen. He's, he's got lessons, life lessons. To it's teach. a lot of yes to year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 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 Yes to year. I'm working on that. And then if you do it really well, occasionally she'll buy you a guitar. Wait, that happens? That happened a couple times for me, which has been it's been great. <laughs> Everybody buys Jim guitars. He never has to buy his own. Well, he is the face. He's pretty. Right. Uh, That's where we're at. <laughs> to hide that. So what? What you know? Uh, you started playing in Claude Nannies. About what year was that? Gosh, it was going on eight. Twelve. We're in our ninth year yeah, of playing together. Twelve. So it's been a while, um, and it was mostly open mics. Matter of fact, the first time we ever played, I was unsure of what an open mic even was about. So I told Donnie we had to go one week just as oh, like, yeah. reconnaissance. Yeah, I, we sat at the bar, didn't even play. I just wanted to hear. Yeah, I, what I, I, I drug Jim into this whole thing, kind of uh-huh. kicking and screaming a bit. So I see. And then we were like, well, we can we can do this. And so yeah, yeah ever since then we started. Well, um, you know, an open mic where you watch will give you confidence because especially like you know a busy one because there's a yeah a wide variety of talent levels. And Colos was definitely one of those busy ones. It was it was definitely right. a place to, to be yeah. for, for kind of aspiring musicians. But he's also so welcoming. It, like he made it very easy to make that happen. And Colo would also go around and be like, "I don't know you. Who are you?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he he had a really good way of drawing people in on those. It's one of the great things about this music community. I know it's not very big, but it's very uh, supportive. Uh, there's so many people in this community that just really are encouraging of all the other bands and all the other acts. There's a place for everybody in this town. So, and we were definitely the recipients of that, and and yeah. we love to hear other groups too. So, 
Yeah, I feel like, I mean, we haven't had any, you know, we've been going on eight years. We stay busy. We don't have any trouble finding venues to play. Um, I feel like as far as the music community and and this area's uh, willingness to open up to, you know, live music is better than people probably think it is. Mm-hmm. So, I would agree. Um, I think that, yeah, you know, you guys make a couple of good points. I, uh, I, I don't want to leave Colo off the table a little bit because the first um, open stage in Indy that I played was a Colo Bell creation. Um, and so it was, a, a, gosh, I can't even remember which room it was. I think it was in Broad Ripple. Uh, but but it, was, uh, it was really cool. Uh, he was really cool and kind of introduced me to a whole bunch of people. And <laughs> and then those people yeah. introduced me to more people. And, yep. You know, the yeah, that's how it works. And, and was that the short-lived at the uh, Alley Cat front room? No, I don't think so. It was a little, a little pizza place that's across from Broad Ripple uh, Tavern. Um, there was, was it Zaz or something Chicago like or... I don't know South. I don't know. I forget that. There have been a lot of venues that have, have supported Whoosh, local music, gone. and then have just yeah. sort of yeah, they've been a flash in the pan. Yeah, and it was that kind of, of place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was uh it was yeah, it was right. You know, like the Vogue parking, Broad Ripple Tavern. Mm-hmm. Like played <laughs> <Zaz, laughs> It was over there next yeah, to that. That was fun. And uh, I, I think he only had it there for like four or five times, and then they just decided not to do it anymore. But it, he was, uh, you know, I met him, and then I met. Uh, Nick Wingler was mm-hmm. at it. Yep. Good and, old Nicky. Uh, yeah, we know Nick well. Yeah, you got good Nick Wingler stories because that's that's a great uh, now, thing. We can I mean, <laughs> Nick Nick runs sound for us uh, yeah. sometimes, so he's done it yeah. several yeah. times. We have bigger yeah. venues. So. He's one of the more ambitious guys. I've, yeah, I, I've loved seeing him evolve from when he first started to what he's you know doing now, and I can't wait to see what he does beyond. But Nick's got a great way of just engaging with people, and he's super supportive. So yeah, and he's made great business for himself. Yeah, too. and he's I've done, done some awesome. logos for him and things like that. So that's been it's been a good yeah. partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I need to suck him onto the show. I haven't done that yet, but <laughs> we need to do that. He loves talking gear. I'll tell you that. He, he loves talking <laughs> gear. He's, he's totally a gearhead. Oh, like absolutely. It. We, uh, you know, he does the open stage at the Alley's Ale House, mm-hmm. and there was. Uh, uh, there have been many times when I've gone up there and just, just really just to hang out with yeah. <laughs> Nick. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he, uh, one, one time I went up there, uh, he actually said, you know, there's no one here, you should come out because it was a dead night or whatever. And I came and he says, uh, all right, so jump up there. And he grabbed, he grabbed another guitar because, you know, he plays. Right. And uh, he starts playing all kinds of funky covers I didn't know the words to, <laughs> and like <laughs> I started kind of making up songs to these uh, words to these old ACDC songs that I kind of like half knew, <laughs> sure, you know, because <laughs> like, he's got the whole catalog memorized right. or something. Sounds about and, right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it was it, he's a fun guy. So when you guys um, started playing, what was your um, you know, when did you start like writing music and everything? Was that kind of immediately, or were you? No, it was not immediately. Donnie and I played a lot of covers together. Yeah, we did a lot. Of and covers. then I wrote Still a song a called "Heartbreak Joe." It was the very first song I had ever written. Yeah, I like that name. It's got Joe in it. Yeah, That's well, good. of course. Uh, it was sort of one of those kind of moments where I'm like, you know, I've had a pretty good life. I don't have a, like these sad stories. I don't have a lot to write about. And then I just sort of got over it. And I thought, well, I'll just write. It was a bluesy piece, and uh, we kind of premiered it at Claude Nanny's, I think. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the floodgates opened, and 
we, we realized that, hey, people kind of like that, and, and Donnie and I both started writing some more songs, and, and here we are five albums later working on a sixth, and yeah. uh, really just enjoy the process. Uh, have you? Do you feel like you've had a lot of success getting your uh, albums out there and getting people to involved? All kinds. In fact, um, I think uh, who are, who are we with? DistroKid. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting ready to cut us a check for fifty bucks. Fifty dollars. Um, that's insane. <laughs> Jamie Jackson. So, fifty dollars. So annually, like fifty bucks. Yeah. That's an extra zero, guys. Right. <laughs> extra zero. Um, Man, that is a good feeling, isn't it? Uh, you know, it's funny to think about the way that you distribute music, though, because we, we did a lot of CDs, and now it's 2020. Oh, we don't even, yeah, we don't. I don't think CDs, CDs are going to be a thing anymore. Um, I, as a matter of fact, I saw. If we were going to do anything media-wise, it'd be I'd do vinyl. Yeah. 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 I mean, oddly, vinyl is really, really expensive to print up. Yeah. So the um, good news is we don't have a lot of things that we we sell, so we don't have so to make a lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've uh, I've explored the that mm-hmm. path. I find the CDs actually do decently well. If people like you, they they, they just want something for you to sign and, well, and, and take it home. <laughs> has our contact information on the back too, so if we yeah, see, that has happened to us. Before, yeah, if we see yeah. fans that are enjoying what we're playing, I think that yeah. yeah. But I think that's super weird. But if fans like what we're playing instead of a business card, we'll hand them a CD. It's got our email on it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, like yeah. I said, it's it's kind of a mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a yeah, an item. It's something to have anyway. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know that people play them. I think they'd like. Buy them and then go turn on Spotify and play the songs. Very true. <laughs> yeah, I do that. Unless they're older got, folks, I mean, the older we, folks actually still, probably play I, them. <laughs> I, I still have a plethora of CDs that I've all signed myself, and when we hit it big, nice. I'm putting them on eBay. Nice. So. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm are we not sharing any of the when profits are we, with When are we guys? hitting it big? No. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's just one physical one that you signed and made special. Hopefully, so you hopefully young enough that I still understand how to work eBay. Nice. <laughs> or whatever it is next. Or whatever right. the modern-day yeah. equivalent of eBay. Reverber. Is. I saw Music Tribe is putting out a, a reverb. They've actually already done it. Um, they've got a reverb, their own reverb, but it's free. Really? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's kind of amazing how long eBay has actually lasted because a lot of the online things kind of just tend to tumble out, right? Yeah, it's what's interesting though is when Reverb came came up, they had to restructure their their uh, fee structure for musical instruments and things to be able to compete with Reverb because they're they're like ten percent, like mm-hmm. eBay's at ten percent on everything else, but it Reverb took off and everyone was like. I hell, I still won't do anything on Reaver, on uh, eBay. eBay, no, yeah. I'm not. If I'm gonna sell an instrument or a pedal or something, I use Reverb. I just that's your that's my audience. That's the core audience. They know what I'm selling, you know. So they know, they know what it does. They know what they're looking for, and it's easy. Uh, that's interesting. So wh- when where was your first show when you guys started playing as a group? Like an actual show. First paid a, show a, or yeah. first, first paid oh, show? Oh, I was just telling Jamie Jackson this story. We played a, 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 a whatever that place was on uh, Michigan Avenue, and we played with two other bands. It was Spanking Shakespeare oh, yes, and right. another yeah. band, and us. Yeah, Ben Cannon set that up for yeah. us. And, uh, and, and we played, and we didn't really expect any money. Like, we didn't know what we were getting ourselves yeah. into. But we ended up making like 35 bucks. 35 bucks, and we were so excited. We were like, walking we, out the parking lot like... Oh, we can they paid us for that. That's this like three quarters of what you got from DistroKid. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Right. So that was probably the no, first no, day. Trust gig. me. We make a lot more money playing live shows. <laughs> but you know what? That's true. That's true whether you're talking about us or you're talking about Pearl Jam. Right. You know, no, definitely. That's, that's how the music industry works yeah. now. And I'm actually okay with that because I think musicians should 
should be making money from actually performing their music. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Right. So uh, when did you join them? Uh, the first time I joined them was 2014. Yeah, that sounds about I right. I played a couple of just pickup shows with them, and then they asked me to come on, and then we had a good two-year run uh, before I had to yeah. leave for a little bit, and I joined another band. And then when I came back, it was uh, what two years ago now. Yeah. yeah. And we've you know we do 25 plus shows a year, and we just have fun with it. Yeah, we don't we don't ever have any expectations. We just kind of show up, smile, set up, yeah. play our show, have fun, and yeah. We're in done. fact, we've gotten uh, all, all two of our rehearsals or annual rehearsals out of the way already. <laughs> yeah, we're done for 2020. <laughs> yep, we're done. Done, and we did it like in no in every week. yeah every year we come up with a few more. We get bored with our set list, so we come up with a few covers and maybe add an original that someone's written. Um, Rehearse it a couple times and then try them out at uh, you know at a show and then we're done rehearsing because I just we play enough that it's not yeah. it's not really necessary at this point. And we know each other well enough too that we kind of anticipate yeah. how we're going to play and, and yeah. where stops are and we've got a lot of verbal or I'm sorry visual cues that we can use in songs that they make it pretty easy to just take a song that we well, have. Well, I still haven't figured out how to tell Jamie to slow the beat down. No, that's true, but because I drive this train. <laughs> But I think you hit on something really important, and that is when we go out to play, we have a good time. That's music mm -hmm. is is fun. It is this is not a job for us. This is an avocation. This is definitely something yeah. that we we do for fun, and and it should be something that's fun. And so an excuse we, to buy guitars, right? So when we go out and we play, we have a good time, and we feel like when we're having we're a good drums. time, people that are listening to us also have a good time, and that's what music is all about. If we are not having a good time then nobody else is going to enjoy that. And so, you know, do we play a lot of stuff that people anticipate us to play? Sometimes, but a lot of times we just play stuff that makes us happy. And But when we play it and we're happy about it, it I think it translates to a crowd. That's cool. What's the biggest thing you've played? What do you think is the biggest show? I'm Grand Junction. You. I don't know. Maybe Grand Junction. Oh, Grand that Junction, 4th of July show. Yeah, the 4th gig. of July show last year was we pretty We played a 4th of July cool. gig outdoors at Grand Junction Brewing um, up in Westfield, and it was... We, yeah, we've kind of evolved to the point of where we're, we're starting to pick up a lot more, well, not, not a lot more, but certainly more private gigs. Um, so that's been fun. Um, yeah. It, it's always kind of hit or miss, and we, it, for us, it's a, it, if there's one person who's really listening to what we're doing, we're going to play for that one. We're going to play our hearts out for that one person. If there you can always tell people. when you look out there. Yeah, so. you'll see people nodding their heads, and, and look, if there's just one person doing that, we're going to we're going to jam out for that one person. Yeah, I mean, I, I, for myself, I feel that same kind of thing. It's really weird. Do you guys tour? Do you go outside of uh, Indy much? No, we no? pretty much stay exclusively on the yeah, north side. Yeah, I think you guys kind of stay yeah, here yeah. because I've seen. Yeah, you, we you don't know, like to. It's travel. easy that way. We've tried, yeah. and like, it's been very lukewarm. And frankly, like, by the time we're done packing up or at two or three, it's like, Man. all right, cool. We have this much longer to drive home now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got to be. <laughs> it's just. It, it's it's, it's got to be a pretty it. sweet gig and pay pretty well yeah. to to get us to, to get outside out of our. That's not to say I haven't entertained the idea of getting like a tour bus and driving to somewhere like to South by Southwest or to, to uh, uh, yeah we've talked about Austin City Limits or yeah. something like that like just not to play at it but to way. like watch it but then uh, like play our way down to it I think if we're gonna right. go we may as well play it and dump right. a bunch of stickers like yeah. everything Dead Squirrels we can do see if there's some sort of splash we can make
like, but there at least you're not going. Yeah, I don't have to drive home. Like you're. <laughs> <laughs> you're there. Well, we need somebody to drive right. the tour bus yeah. for us. The, the driving home problem yeah. is what you have an issue. Yeah. yeah. Is that what it so, is? but yeah. that, that, well, I mean, the thing is, is that we, you know, we want to play our show, and then we want to get drunk afterwards yeah. and be safe about it. So. Well, what I was going to say is the weirdest uh, sensation for me is that you know. When you play like something around here, you you've probably at least had a friend or somebody that's played there before, and they kind of tell you what to expect, how the crowd usually is there, yeah. mm-hmm. right? But when you start to like go outside of this, like you know, you like drop into like you know someplace yeah, in Illinois you, you or no something, idea. you know nobody that's there. You just got booked there somehow, and you show up, and it's a it's an absolute crapshoot. It feels like you just threw some dice on the table. But we're also really good at playing <laughs> venues where you've never yeah. played, and nobody's there. Like whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's I, what I mean. I've, I've had way, that yeah. experience. I, I play. Um, I used to do so more um, because Chris has now moved to Mishawaka, but uh, I used to play quite a bit uh, with Chris Birch. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, I know Chris. Um, and we, uh, I met him at Colo's open mic. Yeah, <laughs> last last year or so. Maybe it was a little bit. No, it was last year. We went. I went down to uh, Pitch and Forge, did a Hard Rock Cafe a couple of nights with him, and we hit a place in Lexington on on the way back. So, and it, yeah, you're right. When you're in that. Scene. It's that, like, like you, I mean, well, it's, how's this gonna go? Really one day you're anything. playing hard rock, yeah. the next day you're playing this little hole in the wall <laughs> yeah. bar, you know, for two so. people. We've yeah, been doing this long enough that we've probably hit just about every yes size. So uh, <laughs> we've fun. seen some interesting things. Well, in two, like, give me give me an interesting story. Jump uh, we were playing at Gigi's <laughs> over on 71st yeah, that's Street. That's what I was thinking of. Um, and I don't think you were with us at the time. No, but that was what I was one. thinking about. Yeah. But so we're so they got they got to kind of set up. It's just on the floor. They don't have a stage. They got to kind of set up in the eating area there. And Jim and I were just doing our thing. Jamming out. And I look over and there's this couple like about ready to just do They were it. in a booth. They were, they were in, in a booth. booth. <laughs> and I swear to God, it was if somebody hadn't like kind of intervened, yeah. she was going to have all of her clothes off in about thirty more seconds. Oh, no, I was I was at that gig. <laughs> you were actually you watching because Lee yeah. was playing. Because we were like, oh, and by the, the time we got done on? with the end of this song, <laughs> they had to carry her out because she was. We were playing the, the song, but we we as a band literally just turned ourselves <laughs> <Yeah>. to play <laughs> while we're I'm watching. Like, I'm pretty like, sure I just got to see what's going to happen. I'm pretty sure you were singing that one, and I'm glad because I don't think I would have remembered the lyrics. My mic was. Watching them go, we were just playing. Did you like readjust the mic? Yeah, so you could, a little bit. Like, yeah. look at, I mean, that was, that was a good you know, one. we're not we're not proud. We'll watch a shit show. <laughs> and you always get the typical people that come up and are like, "Hey, I can play guitar too." And you oh, know, God, that's oh. the best, isn't it? Cool. Yeah. Please touch all my stuff. Yes. Please touch every piece of equipment that I have spent thousands of dollars on. That'd be great if you could. Yeah. I, I learned if somebody starts walking toward the stage and you have a guitar hanging on something, just grab that yeah. Yeah. before they get up there because for whatever reason they feel like they can just pick it up. And I did, I, and I won't disclose the, the venue, but I did have a guy come up to me when we were setting up one night and ask me if I wanted to buy some Coke. So, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the yeah, well, same one nice where the lady he was told offering? He was being friendly. No, no, that was no. a good one too. We no, played. Uh, this is we played another stage that shall not be named. It shall <laughs> be nameless. So good. We were, they yes. put they put risers on it, but it was a low ceilinged venue. So like mm. our PA's <laughs> barely clear the ceiling. And so we're this far, like <laughs> a foot from the ceiling, and um, and the crowd. One guy that was the owner of the place, and he was passed out at the bar. And the then, owner, <laughs> the owner of the bar, was passed out at the bar because when we took our first break, I went to the bar to get a beer, and he's sitting there, and. I, I did. I, you know, just kind of saw him out of my peripheral. I'm like, "Hey, how are you liking the show so far?" And he's just like, "He's out." He's gone. I'm like, all right. 
Apparently, we didn't play that. But we've been doing it long enough too that like friends and family occasionally will show up to things. But a lot of times it's just we never know what we're gonna get. Like we're past that point where it's like we're putting a giant event. You know what? Friends are showing up. What's interesting? They'll do it occasionally, but not always. What's interesting though is that we've got, you know, we've gotten to the point that where we have um, a pretty set amount of venues that we play, and they're all pretty regular, and. We're starting to see like people, the same people come out to the same venues or venues near there that we're playing over and over again. So they're coming out to see us, you know, and that's a good feeling. So we so. put new songs in the mix just to make those folks happy. No, so no, for no, our no, two rehearsals, songs yeah, in the mix and, and, and also to make you because <laughs> we get bored. Let's yeah. be serious; it's for to yeah. make you happy. Because yeah. I mean, uh, you, you know, know, some of these songs we've been playing for eight years. Yeah, we've been playing a while. We play the same, especially. I get tired of cover songs way faster than like ones that I wrote. Oh yeah. yes. Do you find that's true? It well? depends on the cover song. I mean, there's some that I still, I still love uh, all the Pearl Jam stuff. I love yeah. playing the Pearl Jam stuff. I think part of that is because uh, people Hendrix, seem to really like love the Hendrix. If I'm playing a cover and it's one we played a million times, but people really love it, like. I love playing it because yeah. I like making people happy. When so you play Wagon Wheel like at every show? No, no. we've never done Wagon Wheel. There is a list of songs that actually <laughs> I was like, going to say we like, need no, to add Wagon, Wagon Wheel. Wheel. No. <laughs> and also, uh, what are the other ones? Brown Eyed Girl. We're and, not doing uh, Brown Eyed Girl ever. No, <laughs> we're Mustang Sally. Mustang Sally. Not going to happen. Yeah. Stairway to Heaven? And we probably talk about and that also uh, Freebird. Um, yeah. <laughs> we get a lot of requests for Freebird. Though. Although we should probably learn it, just so people are going to pay us a thousand dollars, we will play Freebird. I always, I always find that's a definite um, an up, an upsell, right? Right. If they come up and they hand you a hundred dollar bill. I mean, the requests become much easier to sure, play. Sure, sure. There's, mean, a, there's not a lot of wolves. Yeah, I mean, we're not that you know, proud. I was, I, was, no. I was locked into not playing Wagon Wheel, but he handed me 100. So now... Yeah, I love this song. <laughs> I'm going to look up the chords real quick. Which we'll do version it. do you want? Because... <laughs> that's great. So it's at this point in the show that we bring in our Moonshine Life Coach, Brentley Smith. And... Uh, Brent uh, doubles as a uh, stand-up comedian, and uh, he uh, today is going to come in and give us some life coaching advice. Okay. I figured it would be good for you guys. Uh, Interesting. Judging from, you know, some of the uh, conversation we've been having earlier. So. Yeah. Right. Welcome, uh, Brent. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if you listen to the interview, uh, I think I got a couple suggestions that might help you guys. Okay. Um, <laughs> first of all, your name, the Dead Squirrels. That's kind of a downer because you know squirrels are cute. But I agree. So when they're, squirrels, yeah. squirrels are cute. Yeah, but less so when they're dead. But uh, if you want to stick with the rodent theme, maybe about uh, happy rabbits. Happy rabbits. Okay. Yeah. How about the bleak happy rabbits? Are I mean, they tie you in your original roots? Like I hear what you're saying, but we've been going on eight years with this, and, and, and it, it intrigues. The, the name intrigues people. I, I even think, learned the I dead squirrels the in sign language. language, by the way. It's uh, it's, it's the, the it's the it's the it's the dead squirrels. <laughs> Somebody was deaf. You, who taught you that bullshit? No, it was there was a deaf guy who was married to a woman that saw one of our gigs, and we met him. He didn't appreciate. What we what we sang, but he, he, he so we're the dead because he couldn't squirrels. Hear. He didn't appreciate what you're... So I'd have to learn you right. sign. But he liked your dance moves, I'm sure. He did. Huh. <laughs> your dance moves. Hey, also, uh, you man, you got a two guitarists and a drummer. Mm -hmm. uh, oh my God! Don't say here we go. Be. Oh, so here we go. You thought about adding maybe like a French horn? A French horn. Okay, yeah, that's fair better. enough. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's better. That's a good idea. Man, or maybe a recorder. 
That's, these are all good suggestions. Donnie sometimes My plays kids the harp. Aren't recorders. There you go. You don't even have any extra expense. So Donnie sometimes <laughs> plays the harp, which is actually a harmonica, but when he first told me he was going to play the harp, I kind of envisioned like the, the giant $15,000 I still haven't ruled it out. It <laughs> so, doesn't seem that like that difficult of an I mean, instrument to me just because it has like 100 strings. Name a rock band with a harp. <laughs> There's none yet. None. Yet. Yet. Huh? But happy happy rabbits. rabbits could be it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's just, you know what we're we'll doing? each other's I, thoughts. I, I'm going to take that suggestion to heart, but what we're going to do is, so the Foo Fighters have a cover band called Chevy Metal. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is our full cover band, mm-hmm. our little side project, is going to be the Happy Rabbits. Happy Rabbits. All right, <laughs> done. There you go. Will there be a harp? Helping already. Uh, <laughs> actual harp. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Great. Not like a harmonica. Well, I actually know I know a friend of a harp player. Or we just all just rotate one for that one. So I'll play the drums. Ah, fair enough. You play rhythm. Jamie sings, plays lead. Yeah, like a Chinese fire drill yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Switch. Damn, see you guys all got... I'm not, not so coordinated today, You're but that's okay. I'm working on it. There. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Uh, you guys all got you know, a little bit of ink on you. Um, but maybe... Uh, have that be kind of your thing. Y'all get whatever brand name you, can, you decide to stick with. Uh, neck tattoos, and then when your fans get them too, then you know that you're uh, right. rocking. Why neck? Why not post Malone it and put it right on your face? That's just ridiculous. Are you sure? Because <laughs> he seems like a good, wholesome person. I mean, I think that really. I'm sure he is, but sends the happy rabbit I mean, vibe out. I've already got. Uh, Post Malone tattoo? Oh, yeah, you got, got squirrel. the squirrels. Oh, yeah, you on here. That's, That's right. our original logo. Okay. Nice. Yeah, so you just shrink it down and put it on your neck. Nice. So when you changed your uh, logo, you didn't uh, get a new I still love the original logo. I see. Yeah. These guys vetoed you. Pretty much, yeah. Well, we had another logo that my son, kinda, my son drew one. He's a, he, like he likes graphic arts a lot, and so he, so he likes to switch it up about once a year or so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But we've he's come up with some really cool stuff. So. The so small thing about uh, your parents, you guys are all you know, dressed appropriately for dead squirrels, I guess. Um, I think uh, you should uh, unbutton a couple buttons, and you should button yours up one or two more. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you should budget all the way to the top. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave, now, this is an old leave shirt, the top and open, I haven't lost quite enough weight And then open yet. all the rest <laughs> of it. It won't fit. I'm going to put one sleeve down and button it, but not the other. There you go. That's our new look. Interesting. Just working ideas for you. These are great. Yeah. Keep them coming. Yeah. You have uh, any specific issues uh, you need some help with? Our lead guitarist. Yeah. Lead guitarist. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything. But <laughs> brought it up. Yeah, well, just put him on the French horn. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Don't tell you. I mean, That's I've already fantastic. I've already taken a crack at violin and harmonica. Right. So. French horn it is. Yeah, French horn is just like those. Or any of your brass instruments instruments seem difficult. (laughs) (laughs) We'll kick off every show with a bugle solo. Oh, you do? You just make fart noises. Doesn't your son play saxophone? You guys play saxophone. Can't we just get him? We could. And not pay him? Work for you. He's not 21 yet, though, so we have to wait. You mean you don't want to split up the $35 take? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, no. That's I why mean, we're a already, piece to be It's fair. already slim picking. <laughs> you had a fourth so, person. You know. Everybody was asking about a bass, but that's like a fourth person we got to pay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to pay him. I mean, unless don't we can know you're find paid. like an incredible bass player that doesn't, that isn't moody and doesn't want to be paid. Right, and just wants to carry all our stuff in and out. But I can't even find an incredible bass player that isn't moody, so. Yeah. yeah well, this is a fair problem, I guess. <laughs> If I had to do it over again, I would have learned how to play the bass. Yeah, well, you would not be at a loss for work now in this town. You still, you still can. There's still time. Yeah. I mean, and you can always be more. It's just the strings are so big. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you, is that all you got? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, just run of those, and they keep inspiring other things. And uh, once I finally get certified, if you need some more help, uh, we can try that. These are all great right, suggestions. The Happy Rabbits. I'm going to keep that yep. one in the back. Yeah. It's not bad. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Brentley Smith, Moonshine Life Coach. Thanks, Brent. Thanks, Brent. <laughs> so what, what uh, original song gems are we going to hear today? We're going to hear two different songs. One is mine and one is Donnie's from a new as yet <laughs> forthcoming yet album. released. Uh, and they're, interestingly enough, Top both, secret album name. <laughs> both breakup songs. And it's funny because I've been married to my wife for 23 years. And Donnie's been, been married been for 10. 10 years. Yeah. So, but they're both breakup songs. So if ever we need them, we, we will have them at the ready. You've got them at the ready. <laughs> well, I mean, I've had some shitty girlfriends in the past. Yeah. So that helps. Uh, yeah. You, you so. drew way back into the past. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You have to. Yeah, you get you stuck. Otherwise, everything's happy, and you write. Then you write songs about how your kids are happy sucking all rabbits. your money, right? <laughs> right. Nobody wants to hear a song about how your kids are sucking all your money because yeah, that's just depressing. Actually, because everybody's going. That, that might that. that might that might resonate with me. Well, and I will say, typically we like to play songs that are pretty feel-good songs. I mean, that's when yeah. people come out to right. a venue to, yeah. to listen to live music. Usually, they wanna they wanna feel pretty good, so we we try to oblige them in that. Hmm. Okay. So even breakup songs can be. Feel good I mean, songs. we've had some folks almost some really sad songs. I in imagine our, on our show it's happened. I don't know and that we've good. ever written good, a sad really, songs. really. Sad. Yeah, I did. yeah. We, we. I wrote a song. My dad passed away uh, in two thousand fall of two thousand eighteen. I wrote a song. So I guess that's kind of sad, but but also hopeful. And yeah. then his his mom passed away. I, my mom died ago. about four or five years ago, and I wrote a song. And that was pr still probably one of the best songs you've ever written. So. Well, you know, when you write from the heart, sometimes it it, it does yeah. it does help. Yeah, I know. Uh, we we've we've had a couple people on playing, and you just like you know, everybody in the room has kind of got tears when they get done. So that's happened. We've we've had that too, but it's from a different way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the happy tears. Yeah, been, sure. sure. It's usually lead singer. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, lead guitar. It's like right. oh, they're still playing. Oh. <laughs> so so these two songs will not bring tears to your eyes, no. but uh, hopefully they'll make you rock out a little. Hopefully bit. they'll make you angry and think yeah. about your ex girlfriends yeah. that treated you poorly. Good point. Okay, so we didn't talk about your shirt, but you got the fast Cadillac. You said it was right. your, your brother band. Yeah, no, it's our sister band. Sister band. Yeah. Yep. Sister. So what's, what's yeah. the story? Sister. Emphasis on the sister. <laughs> it's our sister band. So fast Cadillac, they play um, rock and roll covers. Um, they play mostly on the north side, but they're just they're our friends, and we go to their shows. They go to our shows. And we like to show that we support them more than they support us. And we have more fans <laughs> on Facebook than they ever will. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so, that so was a yeah, shout so, out to the uh, Fast Chris, Cadillac. Yeah, man. Chris Baird, the uh, the lead singer for Fast Cadillac, is a good buddy of mine and ours. And, yeah, a yeah, bunch so. of great guys, great music, and uh, we we again they go back to the idea. The I mean, in all seriousness, we'll we go back out. to the idea of supporting yeah. you know, live local music. That's that's really what it's it's all about. Yep. All right, guys, you ready to play some? Tunes? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, we'll be back right here on Moonshine of Music with the Dead Squirrels. Thanks for coming in today, guys. Hey, thanks again, Joe. Thanks, man. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, killer. Yep, we're the Dead Squirrels. The song's called uh, Menace to Men. It's going to be on our sixth album. Thank you. 
song's called Sooner or Later. It's a breakup song.
Shining Music is a presentation of Not Less Entertainment, copyright 2020, all rights reserved. Our producer for today's show, Joe Shelton. Our cameraman grip and stunt double is Brent Lee Smith. On cameras and all sorts of other things, Bailey Shelton. The staff guru is Brent Schlimmer. Thank you for joining us on Moonshine and Music, and join us next Sunday for another great episode. <laughs>